What's up, guys? As always, this is your friendly reminder that this podcast definitely isn't for kids and shouldn't be listened to at work. I apologize for some of the technical issues that I had this week um, with my internet. So you'll hear a little bit of chopping and some repeating of of some things that that got said before. Uh, but uh, comment, like, five star review, follow all that good shit that we always talk about. Uh, let's listen to this hitter and get fucking weird. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Getting Weird with Kyle. As always, I'm Kyle, and with me is Brandon. I tried to do something a little different. Uh, Brandon and I know each other a little bit, but uh, I wanted to invite him on because, uh, you know, I've been adding in different people that uh, that have different points of view, different walks of life, different experiences, and I thought Brandon would be a good person to bring on. So, Brandon, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit, uh, tell the people about yourself. Uh, hi, my name's Brandon. Um, I know Kyle through pretty much building his back patio and stuff like that. Um, I recently moved back to the Cleveland area from Myrtle Beach and just been, you know, figuring life out as one does when they're 24, I guess. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I feel that, man. Uh, fucking... Myrtle Beach, man. I, I, my family goes there like every year, and I feel like it's consistently like at least that downtown area has gotten like weirder and weirder. Is that is that true? Is that a true statement? It is. Uh, Myrtle Beach has become a cesspool. Like it, it's appealing to people that you know want to come and have a good time, but once you live there, you're like, dude, this place is is terrible. You know, you start to see all the things that the that they try to hide from the tourists. Yeah, my I was talking to my dad about it, and he's like, the thing is, like, most people don't, like, the cops will just come down hard to shit on you if you fuck with the tourists, because, like, like that's where the, the money comes in from, and, and then too many people uh, in that area are just like, at, at least, I think there was a week before I went down one time, there was, like, a shooting in that downtown area, and they just, like, fucked the guy up, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's violent crimes on the beach that happen all the time, especially on the south end. I mean, you could walk on the beach and step on a heroin needle, you know what I mean? But the Myrtle Beach's media is really good at, like, covering that up. And it's like, hey, look at the beach. You should come spend your money here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And once you once you become a local, you realize that they don't give a damn about locals. I mean, they don't at all um the cost of living is ridiculous there and then there's no good paying jobs and i'm not even a beach person i maybe went once a year like actually on the beach so after a while i was like why am i still here yeah that makes sense i'm not really a beach person either i think that somebody said to me that the sand in like myrtle beach is different than sand like in other places where it just feels like kind of dirtier right and i don't i don't oh, think it's yeah. like i don't think it's like a it's a myrtle beach thing i think it's just like where it's located right and uh I, i've just never been a sand person because that's where my family vacations right and and that's the feeling that i get with sand it's just like oh this fucking grody feeling 
It's it's definitely. I don't know. I'd say the sand's dirty just because of the way the the locals and tourists both treat the beach. I mean, they just abuse the hell out of it. And then there's no free parking at the beach anymore, which is the worst thing. That was like the one thing you could do for free if you were broke was like, hey, I can still go to the beach. But I remember being a senior in high school and they were like, yeah, we're going to start, you know, making people pay to park. There's no free parking at the beach. Oh, my God. it was just a money grab situation. Like I remember my class tried to protest it. It didn't get anywhere. <laughs> that's, I think that's the way it goes with like high schoolers, like in, in, uh, in the town where I live, like they'll constantly, like whenever some big thing happens, like there's these people downtown, like protesting and people are honking their horns and shit like that. Like, like that's, that's doing something to, to change whatever happened. It's like that honk, that honked horn, it got him, dude. That that changed whatever happened in the in the world. It's like, no, nah, that didn't do shit. It just showed that you're there and you're support it. I don't know. I don't get it. I I, I agree with you on that. I saw the protesters in, in Hudson, and it it was just like, really, it's like the people that like post the Ukrainian flag on like their Facebook page. Like I stand with the Ukraine. It's like, what, what difference are you making? Like you're not making a difference. Oh yeah. I think that that's like the, that's what we all like. We want to feel like we make a difference in like whatever situation we agree or disagree with. Right. I'm a pretty open person, so I don't really give a shit if someone disagrees <laughs> or agrees with me. Right. Like that's just, I feel like that's what makes life like interesting is like hearing people who have had, who like disagree with me or fucking whatever. Right. Like, I think that's cool. So to me, it doesn't really matter. And posting a Ukrainian flag or like I stand with Paris or whatever, it, it just doesn't do anything. I'm like, this didn't help. This didn't <laughs> change anybody's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not an activist by post posting on social media. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. So but, there was something that somebody brought up to me, and you and I had talked about uh, working out just like a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to know if this is like if, if this is accurate. So this is a girl who texted me, and she was like, "Hey, like I'm in I'm in Europe, and I want to ask you if this is normal." And she was like, "This." This guy, she's like, I'm in a sauna, and this guy just like, wa- old guy walks in naked and just like lays down in the sauna, and she's like, do old guys act like that? And I was like, in the gym, one hundred percent. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Like I, I, I just had an old guy at the fucking gym fucking use the air dryer on like the hair dryer on his fucking testicles. Like, so <laughs> I'm like. Is this so like from someone else's point of view, isn't this like pretty normal for old men? Like they just act very nonchalant about being naked anywhere. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, the gym that I used to go to in Myrtle Beach was uh, they call it the wellness center. And I I went there because I had a pool. I like to swim after working out. Um, But all the time, just old dudes, just straight nude everywhere and it's just like you know it's a locker room i get it you're changing i'll change you know i'll get completely nude to change but i'm not gonna walk around nude and like like point with my dick you know what i mean like they would they would just have full conversations in the nude and it's like you know again it's a locker room 
So I get it. You're there to change. But, you know, I, I make haste about trying to change. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not like, you know, one foot on the bench, just, you know, balls hanging out, you know, talking to some other dude like like it's normal. That's not normal to me. Like, we all have male genitalia. I get that. It's a human body. But, like, fuck, dude, you're like 70 years old and they're hanging like almost pat to your knee. I don't want to see that. <laughs> dude, I had I had this guy like literally standing in front of my locker, right? He's standing in front of my locker, uh, just like, like doing the pose, right? Like fucking knee up, right? Balls hanging down. It's like, dude, come on. Like I get it. Right. Like you said, it's a locker room, but like old guys are just on one when it comes to, to being naked in the locker room. They're just like, yeah, man, like I'll just be right on top of you naked. And it doesn't fucking matter. It's like, yeah, it kind of does. This is getting weird. Right. I, I mean, maybe it's just because we're not that old yet. You know, maybe when you reach a certain age, it's just the thing to do. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. You know, maybe when I'm old, you know, old people can get away with that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, once you reach a certain age, it's like a little kid. You know, it's like, oh, he's 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 like eighty. Just just let him be. Let him do his thing. You know. Yeah, they can just, they can get away with weird shit like that. Just let him get fucking naked and act like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, there are people that are like, when I'm old, I'm gonna get naked and just yell at kids on the fucking like in the street. And I feel like that is pretty normal for an old guy. Like that, I don't I don't hear the same thing from women where it's like chicks are just walking around titting in front of people and like getting getting their cooch right up on top of people like it doesn't seem normal so to me i'm just like man you're you're at an age where you're just like fuck it my balls hang low i'll put them in your face i don't give a fuck like <laughs> i you know what i look forward to that age now i look forward to that age where i just just let my nuts hang everywhere i go i don't care i mean I'd just be at the mall letting them hang out my shorts well they're and, making I those mean, underwear that have like the fucking pouch for you to put your balls in now Right? Like I saw that, and I'm like, "What? Like, how, whose balls are that fucking stretchy that you need to fucking put a little <laughs> put a little pouch for them? Like, it's a kangaroo. Like, this doesn't make sense." Well, how do they, how do they sit on the toilet without the balls touching the water? That's what <laughs> I want to know. I mean, that you got to have some type of system to hang them, you know, hang on to them because I, I just once they start hanging that low, I mean, they're just going to be in the way of everything. Like, I've accidentally sat on my nuts before and i'm not hanging lower than the average guy at least i don't think i am but i can only imagine like when you're 80 and they're like really stretching like you gotta watch how you sit down <laughs> oh yeah i mean they're in they're definitely in the splash zone for like taking a shit or or piss like that that's like the alt that that adds like a weird amount of fear now to me it's like <laughs> Are my will my balls get stretchy enough that like when I'm shitting like would I get a fucking like turd splash on my testicles and then I have to shower every time I take a shit? It's like right, like what is this? This is insanity. New fear unlocked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, like there's stuff that I see every day where I'm like, God, man, I would hate for that shit to happen. But this one, this one's a possibility based on like. Based on like everything that I've I've basically seen now, it's like oh yeah, this is one hundred percent a possibility. Like getting attacked by a wild animal, probably not that. Po- Actually, a lot of chaotic chaotic shit happens in my life, so I probably would get attacked by an animal. You know, the guy down the block. The yeah, I, is he still bothering you? Um, he like I fucks me now. Like he's just like 
whenever he sees me, he just locks eyes. Like he stopped in the middle of one of the, like I was driving through downtown and he was stopped and he just like locked eyes with me and gave me like this like death stare like he was gonna like slam his car into my car and i was like jesus dude like (laughs) this guy's got a fucking problem he's got a vendetta against me dude he's he's my nemesis i don't know what i'm gonna find weird ways to get back at him oh yeah i don't i don't don't know what like that's not like complete vandalism right but like i don't know the, the old version of me is like just shit on his front porch, right? Like the young, right? the young version of me is like just shit on his porch. Let him know who's the fucking boss. But like established dominance immediately. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. But then like the responsible version of me is just like just let it go, man. Like he's just some crazy old guy, and I'm like, yeah, but he might murder me. So at least I'd get a story out of shitting on his fucking front porch. Um. There's a does it does he have like irrigation like a sprinkler system on his yard? No, he hoses it down. Like he comes out once uh, once or twice a day and hoses that fucking thing down. Uh, okay, this can this can still work. Get you some instant mashed potatoes, right? And just sprinkle that shit all over his yard, and then he'll have like mashed potatoes in his grass when he waters it. Oh my gosh! That I mean, it's it's hilarious. it's not as bad as shitting on his front porch, but it's still gonna piss him off because he's gonna have fucking mashed potatoes in his grass. You that, know, that's that's something that I would never think of. It's like instant. Damn, I wish I knew that when I was a kid. Like that's like not very terrible, but still funny as shit. Like someone having mashed potatoes all throughout their yard. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> that I need was to, something. I, I need in to have a kid. That I thought of. <laughs> I need to have a kid just so I can have him do this shit for me. Right, like. Just like have like a, I need to find someone who has a teenage kid who's just like, yeah, let's date, and then I can have their kid do this fucking shit on my behalf, right? Like, this is so fucking epic. That's that's a great idea. Be like, you know, I can get charged as an adult. You're still a minor, so you're gonna have to do all the shit that I can't do anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's for safety purposes, I can't do this, but you can. Yeah, and you know the fact that we're also incriminating ourselves over a podcast but you know yeah i allegedly we'll cross that bridge when we come to yeah that. i didn't do this i just thought of it in, <laughs> in, this would not be something i would do fbi listening <laughs> right there's another one if you can get um so you know the christmas bulbs that like they put on trees that are like really fragile yeah fill that up with aircraft remove or aircraft paint remover and throw it on his car and the paint where it hits will immediately start to peel off. Oh my God. I have a lot of these. Like if you, if you, if you want some ideas, just let me know. Oh my gosh. That's like an absolute air raid. His car would just be fucking polka dot basically. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. That's bad. I mean, I like it. I like the idea, right? It's like some real home alone shit, right? Yeah, I like and it. I just want to say, even though I came up with these ideas, you cannot prove that I have done them in the past. <laughs> Anyone that's listening, I you you, it's not what you know; it's what you can prove, and you can't prove shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I have a question, and if you don't want to answer it, that's totally cool. But you were married, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I am an open book. I you can talk about anything. I don't okay. have anything to hide. Okay. So. Tell me, like, what went into that situation? Like, what caused the 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 breakdown? If you would, if you if you're comfortable saying that, 
Yeah, of course. Um, well, first off, uh, getting married was never my idea. Okay. Uh, I, I never proposed. So let me explain to you how this shit went down. We, we, have, we had been dating for a couple years, you know, and it wasn't perfect, but it was manageable and it was convenient, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so, you know, just, just, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It was just flowing, you know, things were just going along. And every Sunday we would go eat at my favorite Mexican restaurant in Myrtle Beach. And, um, we were sitting there eating our, uh, lunch slash dinner. And, um, she was like, you want to get married? You know, talking about we should get married. And, you know, as a boyfriend, you can't be like, no, fuck that. You know, you I can't definitely can't say that. She, she'd fucking murder you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, maybe one day. Yeah. You know, I try to, you know, ease it off. And then like two days later, she's planning the wedding and I'm like, fuck me. Oh, no. Right. And. I was just like, all right, we'll we'll go with it. I for some some reason in my mind, I was like, this isn't real. This isn't actually gonna happen. Just whatever, just to make her happy, so I don't I have a you know easier time because you know if you ever been in a relationship with someone who's bipolar, she does have BPD. As long as she's happy, you're just coasting with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then uh, she planned the wedding like twice, which it got canceled twice due to COVID. Thank God. And then we just got legally married. And, you know, like the courthouse type thing, which you can't do that anymore. We had to find um, a minister, whatever you want to say it, to marry us at his house, which we just signed the paperwork there. And we did that. Um, Then, you know, we've always had our issues, which I guess just grow bigger and bigger as you don't address them. Yeah. So uh, we we move up here, and uh, her mom passes. You know, it sucks. Yeah, no, she never had a really good relationship with her mom. Um, But so she goes down to handle her mom's business. You know, we had just moved up here. I'd just gotten this house. I had to stay up here to keep money coming in and to keep the house in order. So I, I couldn't take a whole month to go down there and, you know, not keep things going up here. So she goes down there and then she hits me with like, she wants to have an open relationship. And I'm like, okay, define open. Because like I said, I'm an open book. We've had sexual experiences with other people. You know, we're, we were very sex positive. You know, I, I always was like, if you want to sleep with girls, that, that doesn't bother me. When you bring a dude in the mix, that does bother me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she hit me with that, and I was like, okay, I mean, you know, she's like, well, you can go sleep with other women because you already let me sleep with women. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess I'm, I wasn't looking to do that, but I'll try it out. Uh, nothing really went anywhere with that, but she comes back up here, and I was excited to see her because, you know, there was some form of love there because we were together for years. And she's like, I hate your guts. I don't want to be around you anymore. She's like, all these people in Myrtle Beach told me how you don't like me or you never did. And I'm just like, don't like you. I married you. I, at the end of the day, I still had the power to say, hey, I don't want to sign this paperwork. But I, I signed it. 
Right. And that's, I was that's like, wild, like a, a complete flip. Now, do you think that's from BPD? Like, I think that like what you said is is huge, right? Like, so I think that a lot of people in relationships in general, not just like ones that end up getting divorced, like sometimes there's just like nothing you can do to rectify the situation. But like, if you don't like, uh, like deal with a lot of the problems, then it just kind of gets swept under the rug and kind of grows. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be part of the BPD. Um, here's the thing with her BPD is I finally got her to be like, you know, to say, hey, I have some mental issues. I said, you know, there's nothing wrong with having mental issues. Everyone has their own way that their brain works. Mm-hmm. But she never wanted to take any action about it. She would tell me how she hates how her mind can flip and stuff like that, and she can be happy and then depressed. And I was like, well, then maybe you should go talk to somebody. I was like, I'm not even saying get on medication, but go talk to somebody to try to help you figure this out. Yeah. You know, it, if you want to change, only you can change. Yeah. And she didn't want to do that, which, like I said, I, I wasn't, I can't force anyone to do anything. So I wasn't going to force her to do that. But the straw that probably broke the camel's back when it comes to our marriage was, um, So she had gotten, she inherited her mom's car, Mm -hmm. right? And she had a 2016 Honda Civic that she had gotten in Myrtle Beach. And um, she lost her job. I'll be honest. She was a stripper at one point. Okay. So, but I'm not a jealous individual and that that never bothered me. Yeah. Um, But she had lost her job one point. Her club got raided by the... um, Myrtle Beach Police Department and Holy they shut it down. Shit. Yeah, there's there's I can go into that in a minute. And Please like I said, do. I'm, I love a good raid. <laughs> I'm an open book when it comes to that shit. But um anyways, so she had the Civic and she inherited her mom's uh Nissan, which was a nice car too. Now, mind you, she didn't have a job for over a year while we lived in Myrtle, so I was taking care of the bills. Right? Yeah. So I made payments on that car, but it's my wife at the time. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be a supportive partner. Right. So, um, she gets her mom's car and I need a winter car. Still. I, I have a 350 Z that's manual. It's got a stage two racing clutch. It's rear wheel drive, no traction control. It's scary to drive in the rain and winter is approaching. It's like October, November. And I'm like, Hey, I need a winter car. It's great you got your mom's Nissan. Now I can drive the Civic in the wintertime. It's front-wheel drive. I'll be great. Nope, sorry. My sister's getting that car. Her sister already had a car and didn't have a driver's license yet, right? But she had already promised that car to her little sister, and I was like, you know, that's well and great, but at the same time, I'm your husband. You know, we should probably try to make decisions like this together, you know? Uh, On top of that, I've made payments on this car. You know, right. I just want it for like three months just to drive in the wintertime. Nope, sorry. And I'm like, well, you know, you're not being a good supportive partner. You should try to, you know, say, hey, I should probably worry about my husband before I worry about my 17-year-old sister who doesn't even have a driver's license yet and has a car already. 
And I was like, you know what? I was like, if you don't care enough about me to let me drive the car, because it was strictly in her name. But like I said, I had made payments on it and whatnot. I was like, I just want it for three months. I was like, when springtime comes, I'll hand deliver it to your sister in North Carolina. Like, I'll drive it down there. Right. Nope. Sorry. Um, my sister's getting it. And to mix in other things, as time goes on, she's talking to me in a more disrespectful way like when i talk to my significant other i don't like to cuss i don't i don't even like to use their government name i try to be as sweet as i can be when i'm talking to my significant other because that's my number one person yeah and so like she's like cussing me out on the daily and i'm like dude what the fuck are you doing like i literally have supported us for over a year while you got arrested and couldn't work yeah so i was like you know what maybe this isn't working and we decided to split up. Now, I, I don't have any hard feelings. Uh, you know, I don't wish anything negative on her. She decided to stay up here. She's with somebody else, which isn't surprising. She's the type of person that can't be single. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, she's the type of individual that can't be single, which, you know, if that's the person you are, that's the person you are. Personally, yeah. I like some recover time to kind of figure myself out after a long, serious relationship. But, um, you know, she's like living in Akron and has a new man already and stuff, which is good for her. You know, whatever, you know, lifestyle she chooses to live, I respect. And like I said, I got no hard feelings. I'm just happy that I basically got off scot-free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I this divorce could have been way, way worse. You know, I lost the majority of my shit, don't get me wrong, which was technically ours, but I let her take whatever she wanted. Cause I just wasn't going to fight over dumb shit. Yeah. But to go into the whole raid story. Yes. So, I want to hear this. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we were having financial issues in Myrtle beach and we wanted to get a, a, a new apartment and mind you rent there is stupid. I've got a whole house and I paid less than what I paid for an apartment in Myrtle beach. Shit. That's crazy. So she was like, well, I could start stripping. And mind you, her mom had stripped for like 12 years. Her grandmother stripped for a little bit. She's like a third generation stripper. Holy like, shit. Keeping it in the family. Pretty much, right? And so her mom was like at a high-end place in Myrtle Beach. They call it Masters. She went to Derriere's. Now, the reason I was told she chose Derriere's was because... Um, a, we had a friend that worked there that was like, you know, was like, hey, you should come dance here. And B, my ex-wife had a lot of body modifications. I mean, like tattoos, stretched ears, like 20 piercings. Like she was just into that. And they wouldn't accept that at a high-end place. Yeah. So she went to like the lowest of the low. It was the only all-nude strip club in Myrtle Beach. And it had a terrible reputation, but it always stayed open. And like I said, I'm not a jealous individual. I, I treated it like she was at work. Work was work. You know what I mean? I was actually the only boyfriend or husband allowed in because I didn't cause problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I called I called it recycling because I throw my money on stage and then get it right back at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It, it would encourage, yeah, it would encourage the dude next to me. It's like, you're going to throw 100 bucks? I'll throw $300. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect for you. But, um, so 
there was prostitution going on in there. I mm. know because I knew the pimp. He kind of sat in his corner and he had like his three girls that he would rotate from Miami to Myrtle Beach like every couple months. And I knew what girls were going the extra mile, if you will. Yeah. And I never had any doubt in my mind that my wife at the time was doing that. I, you know, never crossed my mind. I'm not a jealous type. You know, I had full trust in her. Yeah. And um, I guess to kind of make it short, because there's a lot of politics involved with why it got raided, the owners pissed off the Myrtle Beach uh, Police Department. Who knew what was going on, you know, but it wasn't a big enough issue for them to raid it. Yeah. So they decide that, okay, we're done with this club because the owners pissed the police department off and they raided it at eight in the morning, like full SWAT team went in, kicked the door down. Like all they did was seize uh, videotapes, but I mean, they knew no one was going to be there. So this is on my 22nd birthday. I wake up and I'm getting ready for work. She gets a call that the club was raided and some of the other girls like got arrested. Like the cops came to their house and had taken them. Now, I'm getting ready for work. I'm literally sitting on the toilet trying to take a shit, and I hear bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, that's a cop knock. Don't answer that fucking door. As soon as I said that, she's like, can you please come to the door? And, like, they had her in handcuffs, and the cops were trying to get their their permission to come in my apartment. And I'm like, no, let me put clothes on. You stay outside. So I walk out there, they have a warrant for her arrest, they have her in handcuffs, and they're, like, dragging her away as she's screaming, I never fucked anybody, I never fucked anybody, and I'm, like, in the middle of our apartment complex, I'm like, oh, great. So, I call out of work. Yeah. Yeah. I I call out of work, my my boss, because I used to work for Delta at the airport, he's like, don't worry about it, handle your business. And so, um, they drag her away, you know, I try to get myself together, and I can't find her. I can't find her at Myrtle Beach, uh, the, a police station where they detain people. And I can't find her at the county jail. They had her somewhere in like another part of the city interrogating her. Oh, trying shit. to get out. Yeah, trying to get shit out of what was going on at the club. Now, once everything broke, the owner or the manager who we were good friends with got charged with like 120 accounts of prostitution. Uh, some of the other girls got like 40 or 50 accounts. My ex-wife got two. And I'm like, okay, I, I really believe you when you didn't fuck anybody because why are they charging you with two? What I think happened, in my opinion, is that there, a lot of the girls travel. They live in North Carolina. They live you know, in another county. They, they got to the girls that they had jurisdiction over. Right. And... They hired a lawyer. I went and got STD tested. There was no evidence that she ever cheated on me, which now, after everything has happened, I don't know. Do I care at this point? Not a whole lot. Yeah. But, I mean, they never pursued it. It happened years ago. I'm 24 now. It happened two years ago. They never took it to trial. They yeah. they just wanted the club shut down. Yeah, that that's, that's what it sounds like. It's just like a shut down the club like somebody somebody pissed somebody off and it was just like a big flex on everybody yeah they well Darriers was grandfathered in to be an all nude club they've been trying to clean up myrtle beach and make it like family friendly for years that's why 
tattoo shops are all on one street with all the smoke shops and all the strip clubs. If you've ever noticed Seaboard Street, they're all on that on that strip. I have I have not noticed that because I haven't I haven't gone down there honestly. Like I'm mostly like when I'm on vacation, I'm just chilling. I'm not really sightseeing. I'm drinking and I'm chilling. That's it. I feel you. But that's that's wild. Like, like you think like when you, well, I guess I guess there's a certain amount of corruption and everything, right? And then, so like all you have to do is piss off the wrong people, especially in like a tourist area, right? Like you piss off somebody, and then it's like it's time to do something because we're pissed off or whatever. So it makes it makes some sense. Yeah, um, I mean. I, I knew business owners that were ran out of town down there what? because uh, yeah because they were trying to get involved in the politics down there. Um, so I, I'm a huge gearhead, like you know I've been a car enthusiast my whole life, and the the car scene in Myrtle Beach is crazy. I mean, like we would roll thirty forty deep on the highway. Yeah, and it was always hard to find a spot to meet because we we wouldn't cause issues, but someone else in a nice car or something would come by and do a donut and then leave and the cop would show up and be like, who did this? You guys got to go. So um, this dude, he, I think he was from Jersey, made some amazing pizza. It was called uh, Calda's Coal Fire Pizza. And it was like right on the strip. And he was like, well, I have this huge parking lot every Friday night. You guys are more than welcome to park at, you know, in my parking lot because we would go in there and drink and eat pizza and stuff like that. He's like, it's great for business. Yeah, they ran him out of town because he was trying to get into um into the politics in Myrtle Beach. He literally up and moved his business to Wilmington because of that. Dude, that's crazy. I feel like like that's one thing that frustrates me about like the world is how much like power corrupts general people, right? Like a lot of my a lot of my thought process like coming off of the seventy five hard and like in life has just been like you know just generally be kind to people and politics, even though like I enjoyed it at a certain point in my life, I feel like it just breeds a sense of like, uh, over overbearing and, and like attitude towards other people and, and treating other people poorly. If that makes sense. percent. Um, you know, I, the, the biggest thing I don't like about politics is how it just divides people. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, it's never let's find common ground and try to work together. It's my way is right and you're wrong and your whole lifestyle is wrong. Like I have friends that lean so far on the you know political spectrum that say I have one friend that leans very far left and I have other friends that lean very far right. They won't even acknowledge each other like they hate each other's guts. And I'm like, dude, that's just that's just your political opinion. Like I've met people that won't talk to the people that have opposing political views. And I'm like, that's their right to have those views, yeah. but you, you shouldn't hate them because of it. They have those views because they had a different walk of life. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's like what, what a lot of people don't realize is like, I'm pretty libertarian in the sense that like, I just, I know that I can't control people. So I'm not going to like tell them exactly what to do. Like I have opinions on certain things and I think that I'm right, but I'm not going to like chastise somebody for believing something based on things that they've gone through. Right. Like, it's just, it's not worth your time. Right. It's, it's not worth the energy and, uh, just like showing a little bit of kindness to those people that, that disagree with you is it goes farther than making fun of them or not talking to them. 
Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it, now this is just a general idea. I, I, I hope one day humanity wakes up and realizes that we're all on this floating rock in space. And if we work together, the shit that we could accomplish is amazing. But, you know, I don't think I'll ever see that in my lifetime. Yeah, I don't, I don't think either of us will see that in our lifetime. I feel like it's just getting worse and worse. And it's just like, like, because people in the middle aren't just like, telling everybody to chill out right like i'm always like dude just chill out it's not that big of a deal right like uh like somebody even in even in generally in life like i started to take things less seriously because i would be anxious overthinker all the time and i'm like uh like i was telling somebody about like all the weird shit that happened to me doing the, during this whole like losing weight process and like i would lose my mind i'd get so furious with everybody and i was like why like why i can't do that because like I have to treat life like like it's every day is just reset. Every day is just starting over and like like being kind to people and being genuine and being myself. Like I just have to do that or else I'd just be a shitty person to everybody, right? Like if I let everything bother me that happened to me yesterday or everything bother me that somebody said or someone di who disagreed with me, then I'd just be a fucking dirtbag. I would be a shithead. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, I'm a firm believer in like two big things, which has helped me through life is the only thing the best thing you can do in this world is be yourself. Yeah, it, that's the best thing you can do is just be yourself and understand who you are and accept it. And uh, two, happiness is what you make of it. Happiness is purely what you make of it. I could sit here all day and think about things that have happened in my life that that would make me feel depressed and stuff like that, or I can choose to ignore that and appreciate what I have in front of me. I have a roof over my head, I have food in my fridge, I have a car that I can drive to and from to work, and I have a job. You know, there are people out there that have to walk to work. Yeah. You know, you got to have some gratitude in your life. For sure, for sure. I think that, and, and a big thing I think that people don't realize, is it's okay to feel like shit. It's okay to have mm -hmm. shitty days or to feel depressed, right? Like, I think too many people think, like, I, I shouldn't feel this way. And it's like, yeah, like, maybe you shouldn't. But, like, being grateful and stuff doesn't change, like, doesn't always change, like, where you where you fall at feeling like today sucked or, or something in your life sucks, right? Like, it's just, like, how you tackle the next step, right? Like, how you tackle the next part of your day, the next part of your week. The next part of your life right like you can't just be like oh like i'm sad so therefore everyone i have to take it out on everybody else right like that's just not that's first off that's shitty <laughs> but second <laughs> off like like that's not how you're gonna like make changes to to be happier to uh, make whatever situations going on better or uh or just like you know change the direction of of your life you know oh yeah 100 percent. you know um Everyone has bad days, you know, I, hell, there's days that I have, I, I don't have the desire to do anything, but sometimes you just got to push through it and, you know, do what you have to do. And then, you know, I've had multiple days where I wake up just in a shitty mood, but I go out there and like, or I go to work and I give, uh, you know, 110% and the day turns out way better than what I anticipated. Oh yeah. Yeah. For all the craziness that happens to me, like random people just like like i think a couple of weeks ago on the podcast i talked about how this lady came up to me and my buddy at the gym and he's like dude just 
and she just started saying like really crazy shit. She was this very intense dyke woman, like, and she called herself a dyke. She's like, ah, she just started like rambling and acting all crazy. And my buddy's like, this wouldn't happen if I was. And I was like, dude, this is like, this kind of makes my day better, right? Like weird shit happening, like puts a smile on my face because I'm like, today could be worse, right? Like I could have gotten stabbed. I could have gotten run over. But instead I had this crazy lesbian come up to me and start heckling me at the gym for not lifting enough weight or something. I don't know what the fuck she was saying, but it was funny. Like, like, I think it's just like how we, how we perceive some of our some of the things that happen to us and 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 how we like you said like you know if you put yourself out there you do 110 percent like like you have you had reasons with your ex to be like man this is fucking terrible i've given this person so much and you're just like nah i gotta keep going like no ill will towards this person like that's some that's some quality shit that's some good guy shit yeah, I realized, so I, I'll be honest, when I was a teenager, I was an angsty, pissed off individual. I mean, uh, at some point, I feel like everyone hits that point, but it hit really, really hard for me, like where I was just pissed at the world, you know, just like everything sucks. And maybe if I was 18 or 19, a switch finally flipped in my head and I was like, why do I feel this way? You know, that nothing. there's no point to feel this way. Feeling angry and pissed off doesn't help me. You know, I need to think logically and just try to move on step by step with my life and take everything in stride. Yeah. And so far it's worked. Like, I I know this sounds crazy. I rarely get mad just because I, I don't see a benefit. You know, if I get mad, I just take a second to breathe and I'm like, all right, how can I solve this problem? Yeah. That's a, that, I mean, that's a good outlook to have, right? And I think, like, I, mo most people go through that angsty, like, I mean... I would think, right? Because I went through it too, right? Where you're just like pissed off or whatever. And you're like, why the fuck am I like this? Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, teenage hormones and, <laughs> you know, a bunch of other outside influences. Yeah. You know, didn't help. I also contribute to, you know, my way of thinking to, uh, well, uh, people that are listening that are my friends and family know I don't hide it. All the drugs that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I did, did tons of drugs and it helped shape my mind. It did. You know, psychedelics are amazing. I don't ever want to fuck with acid again, but shrooms and DMT, oh my God, opened up my mind to a whole nother world. I mean, I've heard that like just on like a medical le level besides like the trying to have psychedelics, like microdosing shrooms and stuff like that can can really help people with like anxious tendencies and stuff like that. I'm not telling anybody to do that, but uh, apparently like under the supervision of a physician uh, microdosing shrooms has had an impact on people with anxiety, depression, things like that. So, I mean, that, that definitely could, could be a huge impact on your life. Oh yeah. Psilocybin, microdosing psilocybin is, is amazing. Um, I actually got my ex-wife to try it one time. And for the, like, the, like two weeks after that, she was the happiest I've ever seen her. That's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's, that's yeah. cool to hear you know under under supervision you gotta know what you're doing too um unfortunately the whole getting a hold of psychedelics and stuff like that or anything on the street is like extremely terrifying now because of the fentanyl outbreak you know what i mean yeah so but uh, it, it's it's an ego death 
if that makes sense. You know, you, you figure out how small you are in this world and how your existence doesn't mean anything, but you're completely okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I heard someone say, like, that the way that we treat, uh, like, the way that we should look at our lives is, like, we're the main character in our own story and everyone's just a side character, but also recognize that other people are the main character in their own story. So, like, it helps you to realize that, like, sometimes people aren't, like, out to fucking get you, right? They're just trying to figure out what direction they're supposed to go in their own in their own book. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, we need you need to write that one down. <laughs> that was that was a good one. Damn. It's some some nuggets, you know, that you pick up, right? Like cuz I spent a lot of time in my in my own head like dealing with a lot of my own like issues, right? And and I think that like sometimes that's hard for any of us to recognize, right? We're, we're just like fuck that person, they fucked me over and and I'm sure there's times where I felt that way and and there's times now where I'm just like, man, like like, I don't want people that only want to be in my life for short periods of time in my life, right? Like, I don't have time for that kind of shit now. But it's not, like, in a hateful way. It's just like, hey, like, if you're going to waste someone's time in life, whether it be, like, a friendship or relationship or anything like that, like, most of us don't have time for that. Like, we have time for people that are going to help us grow. Like, we have blessings and we have lessons. Like, so either way, like, we've got to try to, you know have people in our lives that are, are blessings even though that they have, that person might teach us something along the way even the even the shitty parts yeah always always look at you know things as a life lesson and to grow but you're right i'd i'd rather have uh you know quality friends over a large quantity of friends you yeah. know uh, people that are going to be a positive influence in my life and help me grow as an individual um I'd rather have those and being like, oh, I, I have like all these bros that I can go drink with at a club. No, I'd rather have a person I could sit down and have a conversation with and be like, wow, you know, this conversation really moved me. Yeah, yeah. Or like when you're like, uh, I don't know if you saw the UFC fighter who was like, you know, I'd rather have my buddy cry. Oh, Patty? On my yeah, Patty Pimblett. He was like, I'd rather have my buddy cry on my shoulder than me cry at his funeral, right? Like, I think that a lot of dudes and women, like, neglect that idea, right? Like, like I was, I was hanging out with a bunch of people, and I felt like we had the same conversation, like, like, two weeks ago, right? When we all hung out. And I was like, Jesus, this fucking sucks. Like, like, let's talk about something else, because, like, I hate at this point, small talk. I just want to say outrageous shit, like, and see what your thoughts are about it. Right. Like, because like, sometimes it's fun, just like exist and talk about stuff that, that makes you think and, and, and not just be like, Oh yeah, it's been rainy this week. Like that shit's fucking dumb, dude. I don't want to talk about that all the time. Right. Have a serious conversation, pick someone else's brain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's the cool thing about doing this and, and having uh, people like you on and, and people that I, I just don't converse with like uh, consistently. Like I would never would have known that that stuff about you. Right. And yeah. I'm, and I, I mean, my Internet's being fucky, but uh, I I mean, I'm about to wrap up just for for the purpose of the podcast. But I definitely want to have you back on and hear more. But like. Jesus, like I, I never would have heard that perspective and heard some of the stuff like 
had we not had this. And that's what I love about doing this now is that like I can have people on that I don't usually talk to about this kind of stuff and just be like, yeah, like tell me everything, right? And before I was like, dude, is <laughs> I'm gonna ask you like whatever comes to my fucking brain. And you're like, okay, like whatever you wanna do. But that's like, and the same thing goes for any, anybody that comes on or you, like I'm pretty open book at this point. And it's it's cool to have other people be willing to do that. So I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, dude. Thanks for uh, popping my podcast, Cherry. I've always wanted to be on one, and I've been bugging your mom ever since I found <laughs> out you had a podcast. So I was like, hey, man, you should no, I, to put me on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to bring you back on. My internet's just being so shit. That's like beyond anything in the that's probably the only thing that makes me furious is like you pay a shit ton of money for internet and then they fuck you over and they're like oh there's nothing wrong with it and you're like okay well can you come check it out and they're like yeah give us seven days and it's like yeah i pay you a bunch of money and you're gonna give me seven days to come fucking see me fuck off but (laughs) thanks so much anybody listening any new listeners uh uh, thanks so much for Brandon for coming on. Uh, like the podcast, follow the podcast, uh, give us a five star review, and uh, follow any of the socials. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram if you want. Uh, it's underscore just underscore Kyle. Um, but we will catch you later. And if I only could, I'd make a deal with God, and I'd get on this one.